Miami Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel spoke with the media ahead of the team's first practice this week. Plus, Dolphins that I think have the best likelihood of making the 2023-2024 Pro Bowl games. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers because it is your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it here on the Locked On Network. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Prize Picks. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use locked on NFL as your promo code in all lowercase for a first deposit match of up to $100. Mike McDaniel spoke to the media about an hour ago. Touched on Jalen Phillips and an update. He had his procedure this morning. Uh, kind of teased some players that will not be practicing. Didn't give away any names. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not sure if we'll get that by the time I'm finished recording or not, but we'll have you covered either way. Uh, talked a little bit about the player who is most likely going to be the prominent player stepping into Jalen Phillips' role, which is Andrew Van Ginkle. Talked about the Dolphins' offensive short yardage calls and success rate. Some good stuff. Uh, plus a couple of players that I wanted to spotlight as we are getting ready to gear up uh, the start of December is the fan voting for the Pro Bowl. And obviously the, the Pro Bowl, as you once knew it, is no more, but nevertheless, for the players, it's an honor to be recognized as one of the best at your craft in a respective season. And there's a number of Dolphins players that I think are really deserving. Uh, and we should look to see, uh, get those honors throughout the course of this season. So let's start with Mike McDaniel. Uh, the first thing that he touched on was Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips tweeted out this morning uh, that sur surgery was a success uh, and that the, the path forward from here uh, starts today with recovery and we obviously hope to see Jalen Phillips back as soon as possible. Uh, Mike McDaniel was asked about the type of procedure that Jalen Phillips had. And while he was very quick to remind everybody that he does not have a medical background, uh, he did allude to, uh, it sounds as though Jalen Phillips had the more traditional Achilles repair as compared to the uh, Aaron Rodgers path, which uh, Rodgers went on Pat McAfee yesterday and said that he's running 70% body weight on a rehab treadmill up to eight miles per hour. And yet the Jets have opened his 21-day practice window as of today. Uh, I can tell you from my own education and background, I have a degree in kinesiology, uh, it does not sound as though Aaron at this stage of his rehab will be remotely close to being ready to go. Um, that's not to say that he and the Jets may not make a decision if they steal a couple of games, We'll see. But uh, Jalen Phillips, obviously, his timeline to recovery extends well into the offseason. So going the more traditional route, which I think is probably a safer play for him from a long-term recovery perspective. Uh, there's two players that I'd like to give a, a nod to uh, the Dolphins fans. You should hopefully find some peace of mind in as it pertains to Jalen Phillips and his position and his style of play and his athletic profile who it came back from uh, Achilles injuries within the past 10 years or so, one of which is Terrell Suggs for the Baltimore Ravens. And Achilles Tear came back 
uh, the following season and had double-digit sacks and posted multiple double-digit sacks after the Achilles tear. That was about 10 years ago. The other one is a familiar name for a lot of Dolphins fans. It's Cameron Wake. Uh, Cameron Wake, of course, uh, tore his Achilles midseason, came back, did not miss a game, uh, posted 11 and a half sacks in that season, was one of his better complete seasons as a pass rusher. And he did that in his 30s, about a decade older than Jalen Phillips is now. And that was almost a decade ago. So uh, there's there's a number of examples for optimism for Jalen Phillips. He, Mike McDaniel was asked about his timeline, and when he was very quick to throw cold water on that and say the number one focus is doing it the right way for Jalen Phillips, which I agree with. Now, there will be a, a question that we'll get through this offseason, and we'll talk about the pass rush room, and, and there's probably a transition away from Emmanuel Agba and Andrew Ray Giggles and expiring contract, and the uncertainty with Jalen, at least early until he comes back, is – uh, probably a need that you can put on the board for this Dolphins team that maybe was a little bit lower of a priority that you may suddenly find uh, a, a little bit more urgency uh, for this team to address. But we'll see. Uh, there's a lot that we need to worry about between now and then. Uh, but that's the Jalen Phillips update as of today. Obviously sending all of the best energy that we have uh, to Jalen Phillips in that regard. Mike McDaniel also was asked about the short yardage situation. Uh, offensively, there's a lot of Dolphins fans that are a little frustrated with the Dolphins and their ability to run the football in fourth and third and shorts. Uh, the success rate there is not good. Uh, they're among the worst teams in the league in those situations, whether they throw the ball or pass the ball. And Omar Kelly asked Mike McDaniel about it. And Mike, as you would expect Mike to be, was super chill about it, but he did take accountability for it. And uh, I would summarize his thoughts as saying it's something that you have to get reps at to get better at. Uh, he alluded to running the ball in general as something that they were not particularly effective at last year, uh, that they have found growth in this year, and they're hoping the reps that they are putting in, whether they are throws or, or runs, uh, allows the team to be a better short yardage team moving forward. Uh, he did concede he needs to give guys more opportunities to make plays on the ground, uh, which I think is is probably – a breath of fresh air for every Dolphins fan that's just dying to see this team run the ball, uh, whether that be north, south, or east and west with your speed and try and get to the perimeter in these short yardage situations and move the chains. They had a conversion against the Jets uh, where they ran the ball and moved the chains, and it was a third and short, and it felt like a holiday because they just don't really do that all that frequently. Uh, but Mike said, every play that I call is with the intent to have success uh, you get the reps. He kind of went down the rabbit hole of kind of process versus results and then finished with need to get guys more reps on the ground. So uh, if you were looking or waiting for Mike McDaniel to concede uh, the process versus the results and the calls and the consistency with the calls and the effectiveness of the calls, you got your answer today. And Mike's final thought was, yeah, we, we probably do need to run the ball a little bit more. Now I'm paraphrasing for him uh, in that case. Now we have uh, the Pro Bowl voting for fans that's looming on the horizon. And I feel pretty strongly about a number of players that I think deserve to have honors this year, uh, while also acknowledging that uh, the number of Pro Bowl honors that you get is probably going to be limited. We'll talk a little bit more about that as well uh, in the coming minutes here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. 
I don't know about you, but uh, there's one thing that I absolutely hate, and it's watching the game on an empty stomach. You would not do it at the stadium, so don't do it at home. And fortunately for you, if the game goes to timeout, or you have a two-minute warning, or it's halftime, or it's a blowout and you're getting ready for post-game, DoorDash has you covered with all of your favorite restaurants and local retail and groceries to make sure that you are totally prepped and you can digest your football as you digest your food. So for me personally, uh, there's a place up the street called Roma, and we got a big stromboli yesterday. Uh, we, we had a busy day yesterday. My daughter had dance class. So uh, my daughter goes to dance class. Uh, you're trying to get dinner lined up in the midst of traveling and back and forth, and it's not particularly close. So we used DoorDash, and we got Roma. It bailed us out uh, for dinner last night. And, and uh, whether you want to stock up for your next tailgate – or you want to make sure that your post-game meal is on point, DoorDash has you covered. You can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, subject to change, and terms do apply. The other thing that is great about football, besides food, is when you yourself feel the thrill of victory. And Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They give you the thrill of victory as well. They have the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it is you against the numbers, not you against thousands of other people. You pick more or less on a two to six player stat projections, and you can watch your winnings roll in. If you successfully get six, Successful picks on your prize picks selection. You can win up to 25 times your money. Prize picks offers Apple Pay, so you can constantly stay in the game. Selections can be made with just a few taps on your phone. They have every sport imaginable and just about every statistic for every sport imaginable as well. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. So the Pro Bowl is right around the corner, or at least the voting is right around the corner. And for the Dolphins specifically, you have a lot of production. Uh, you have a lot of names that are quickly becoming household names. This is a Dolphins team uh, that is gaining notoriety. It is it's constantly more frequently in the conversation, the national conversation, the daytime talk shows, all that jazz that comes for better or for worse, just based off of uh, uh, the insight that's provided. But what I would say is this, when you are the NFL's number two scoring offense, 30.8 points per game, 339 points thus far this season. And you are number one in passing yards. You are number two in rushing yards. You're number one in yards overall. You got guys with double-digit touchdown passes and touchdown or double-digit receptions and double-digit rushing uh, and receiving combined. You're going to get some accolades. And I think for Miami, this is the players that have been made available to the fan voting ballot are as follows. Uh, Tua Tungvaloa, Raheem Mostert, Devon A. Chan, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Alec Ingle, Durham Smythe, Tron Armstead, Austin Jackson, Robert Hunt, Isaiah Wayne, Connor Williams. Offensively, defensively, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, David Long, Jerome Baker, Bradley Chubb, Andrew Van Ginkle. He takes the place of Jalen Phillips. Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, Cater Kohu, Deshaun Elliott, Javon Holland. 
five special teams players. Jason Sanders, Jake Bailey, Braxton Barrios, Duke Riley, Blake Ferks. I feel pretty strongly that Miami's going to get above five. They should get above five. I can't guarantee that they will. Um, but I think that's a modest number, especially because I saw someone uh, on social media who is a fan of the Jets thinks the Jets could have up to uh, seven pro bowlers on that football team in spite of their four and seven record at this stage. and uh, The defense not performing to the standard of, of what you would expect. Uh, as case in point, I uh, believe it was DJ Reed said he felt this could be an 85 Bears type unit and they're 18th in the league in scoring defense. I'm just saying. It's not great. They do have some really talented players, though. <laughs> uh, so I think from a Dolphins perspective, Tua Tungvaloa, I don't see any way in which he is not one of the Pro Bowl selections, the original Pro Bowl selections for this season. When you consider he is third in the league in touchdowns as things currently stand behind Dak Prescott and Josh Allen. Josh Allen's played an extra game. Patrick Mahomes is in the same stratosphere of production, but Tua Tungvaloa has record aside, right? wins are a QB stat or not. We're not going to get into that debate. He has more passing yards than both Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and C.J. Stroud. Well, not C.J. Stroud. Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. These are all the, the AFC quarterbacks that are in the same stratosphere of touchdown passes as Tua Tungvaloa. Tua is 22. Mahomes is 21. Herbert has 20. Russell Wilson has 20. C.J. Stroud has 19. The only one of those quarterbacks with more passing yards than Tua Tungvaloa is C.J. Stroud, and he's averaging 297 passing yards per game. Uh, the only quarterback with a higher passer rating in the AFC side of things Higher than Tua Tungvaloa is no one. Brock Purdy on the NFC side of things is the one that stands out. Uh, Dak Prescott also marginally better than Tua Tungvaloa's 103.7. So you have passer rating. You have touchdowns. He's second in yards. The team is having success. Obviously, you had names like Joe Burrow who have fallen off the pace here. You have Lamar Jackson, who doesn't necessarily have the passing volume of the other quarterbacks, but is a, a centerpiece of Baltimore and obviously brings a rushing dynamic that might not necessarily be there. I don't know how you justify Tua Tungvaloa not being on this list, though. Uh, from a completion percentage standpoint, he's third in the NFL, number one in the AFC. Uh, he's number two in the AFC in touchdown passes, but he's played one less game than the guy who's in first. His passer rating is first in the AFC. I don't know how you bypass that player for the Pro Bowl. Uh, Tyreek Hill is an obvious slam dunk. He's on record-setting pace. I think Raheem Mostert, uh, with his production this season, is an obvious choice as well. Raheem Mostert has 15 total touchdowns. Like He may set the franchise record uh, for touchdowns, beating that Ricky Williams mark. Uh, he's on pace to comfortably set a career high in rushing yards and go over 1,000. He's one of the top rushers from a rushing volume perspective in the NFL this season. That's a Pro Bowl player, and he plays a fantasy football-relevant position, so it's much easier for him to gain traction as a uh, not-traditional name in that conversation. 
So I think you got three skill players between Tungvaloa, Mostert, and Tyree Kill that I think are slam dunk, absolutely need to make the Pro Bowl for the legitimacy of the honors that you're trying to invoke. I think the only offensive lineman with a chance, Teron Armstead could get it off his name, but I don't necessarily know that his play to this point plus his availability would warrant it. I would not pound the table for Teron. I'd probably pound the table for Austin Jackson. I think the reputation is probably a little too damaging. Um, Offensive linemen usually get it a year late when they break out. Uh, I don't know if the uh, hamstring issue for uh, Robert Hunt that's cost him like the last month of the season is going to impact his uh, success. I don't know that Connor Williams' impact will, will feel the same with his injury as well, where he missed time with a groin issue. I think the one that has the best intersection of play, availability, metrics, and and household name is probably Connor Williams. Um, I, I would like to see one member of this unit be, whether it be Teron Armstead or who I think is probably the least deserving this year. Uh, and that's a little bit less about Teron Armstead, a little bit more about some of the other performances that you've got. Austin Jackson, Rob Hunt, Connor Williams. I'd like to see one of those guys get a nod which will give you four on the offensive side of the ball, but I think you have three slam dunks on the on the offensive side of the football. From a, a defensive side of the football, Christian Wilkins and his sack total, plus his status as a first-round pick, he was well-regarded uh, as one of the best run defenders in football. Uh, he was on that fringe conversation last year, I think, with the sack numbers that have come, plus Quentin Williams has not had the sack numbers that have come. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons has less sacks at this stage than what Christian Wilkins does. I, I think that adds up where Wilkins, he stays on the pace that he's on. I think he makes the Pro Bowl, and he should make the Pro Bowl. He would deserve it. Uh, I think Bradley Chubb has a good chance. He was a Pro Bowl addition last year, and quite frankly, he's playing twice as good right now as he's played at any stretch during his time with the team. Uh, so I think between those two, you've got at least one that, that I think would make it plus the three that I think are slam dunks on the offensive side of the ball. So you're at probably four out of the front seven and the, the offensive unit in its entirety. I don't think there's any special teams that guys that would, would get that call. Jalen Ramsey, I think is going to be a rare exception where he misses the, the time that he misses and he still gets this call because the impact plays that he has made plus his household status. Uh, if the turnovers are there, if the coverage production is there, and right now it is, if he stays on that pace, I think he's a shoe in which would give you, I think, five slam dunk players between one of the two defensive linemen, Ramsey, and the three on the offensive skill players. And then I would love to see, be it Javon Holland, Xavier Howard, one other guy make it, but I, I don't know that the uh, casual voter uh, is going to give a nod unless Javon makes more plays. I think him making a big-time play, a never-before-seen play on national television certainly helps his case uh, when team, when folks are going to cross-reference that with the pro football focus grades and say what you will about the pro football focus grades, but they have Javon Holland as the best safety in the NFL. So I think you got about eight, eight or nine really strong candidates. I'd say you probably get half of them. I'd like you to get half plus. I'd, I'd love to see five Miami Dolphins Pro Bowl players or more. Uh, that's Maybe that's me getting a little greedy, but I, I think there's 
Uh, really good representation for this year's Dolphins team on the Pro Bowls as things currently stand. And of course, that's health willing. And these guys getting through the end stretch of the season. The Dolphins have six games left to play. Their next one is on Sunday. Their next to last road game on the regular season schedule in Washington against the Commanders. And uh, we have crossover Thursday coming up next tomorrow on the show. We do want to touch briefly on Hard Knocks. Obviously, Hard Knocks ran last night. I have some thoughts. Uh, we will give that as a close to this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. These days, every new hire feels like a high-stakes wager. When you're hiring for your small businesses, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is not just another job board. It has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats, it might not have the time or the resources to hire with a robust hiring process. And thankfully with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They have even launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker than before. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Um, hard knocks sucked <laughs> because they made the Jalen Phillips injury the main character uh, in this practice, where every transition, every segue had a spotlight on Jalen Phillips. And then you find out that Mike McDaniel, before the game, goes up to Jalen Phillips, and I'll paraphrase here, effectively says. Today's an opportunity when, when this game is over. If you let this game come to you, you're going to be household named America. And he was right. Like Mike was right. Jalen Phillips played the best we've seen him play this season against the New York Jets before going down with the Achilles injury. And I think the, the most gut-wrenching thing for me was kind of, it looked like Jalen, the play before, like the, the play ends he kind of reaches down and like adjusts his leg and then he gets lined up and goes to drive off that leg and it goes off and he goes to the ground and you got to see in the buildup to uh, the injury itself. You had Jalen at the practice facility and Jalen talking about his cat and Jalen being involved with the Thanksgiving uh, events that the Dolphins were involved in. It was all just really um, an affirmation of who Jalen Phillips is, uh, but it, made it that much harder to sit there and stomach knowing where the episode was going, an entire episode that was dedicated to the world who who watches Hard Knocks and might not love the Dolphins like we love the Dolphins, get to know that side of Jalen Phillips and then know that the Achilles injury was the thing uh, that ended. The, the two things that I appreciated the most was hearing from Jalen after the injury, talking about his mindset uh, and you know his... Uh, approach to the, the recovery process, uh, which he seems very to have, have the right frame of mind. And then hearing from his teammates, uh, the, the edge group collects at Bradley Chubb's house and they all talk about the Jalen injury and they talk about how they need to be there for him. And they talk about the brotherhood of that group and how it either makes you better or it makes you worse. And a lot of those guys know full well what Jalen's going through because guys like Bradley Chubb, like they've had those kinds of injuries, maybe not Achilles specifically, 
but their seasons have been cut short and their aspirations and their goals um, interrupted by an untimely injury like what uh, Jalen Phillips experienced on Black Friday against the Jets. So it was really cool to see the brotherhood of that room a week after seeing the brotherhood of the offensive line room with them going out to dinner on Thursday night before the Raiders game. Uh, seeing everybody kind of congregate at Bradley Chubb's house was probably uh, my favorite insight into these guys as people and these guys as teammates and these guys as a family. Uh, and I'm talking about the support that they are going to provide to Jalen Phillips on his journey back, which we are excited to see as soon as possible. That is going to do it for us on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Fins up. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm Kyle Krabs, your host. I'm out of here. Fins up. We'll be back for crossover Thursday tomorrow with David Harrison of Locked On Commanders. Hope to see that. Peace.